Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and I'm joined by Burjo as always. Round 6 mate, how did it fare for you? Yeah, okay, so I started amazing. I was about 6 for 600 Friday night. Um, I didn't have Hammer or Osaka or anything, I just had Luttrell captain. You know, I was pretty buzzing after that, although I was out the, I was at the game as a Dogs fan, you know. You were very much in two moods when you, you get beat, you get 50 put on you, but you also um, have Luttrell captain. So I was like, there was a smile behind the frown there. But um, from there, it didn't really take off like it could have. You know, I got hit by Garrick. Uh, Cleary went ballistic, which obviously caught the people who didn't have Luttrell back up to me. Yep. So, um, look, ended up with 12.30, still above par. You know, I was pretty happy with it. Saw green arrows. You can never be mad about that. But it's just like what could have been. Yep. In a week when um, Hines didn't play and everyone has him. So, like, it's all right. We move. But green arrows, it's four weeks in a row, so... Keep pushing up at about uh, 18k, just just below that now. So keep moving. Yeah, not a bad week for myself either. I scored one to sixty. Um, Captain Cleary for me. I thought I was in trouble after Souths went big, the Dolphins went big. It, there were a lot of scores going around that were looking really good after those Friday night games. I was quite worried. I was really throwing up, doing some really left field stuff like not going hosking captaining a Walsh or a Marjo over Cleary. But I sort of just decided to go with the vanilla stuff. Don't stray too far. And I ended up all right. Gary hurt me, obviously. Um, the Murray hold again paid off against the Dogs. But yeah, 1260, pretty regular score this week, probably slightly above par. Went up to about 4K. And yeah, once again, sitting well. And as you said... In a massive good spot. Remember yeah. Bringing in Hines this week. Yeah, set yeah. up well. Um not really missing out on anyone. However, I do have a dilemma, which we will get into later on in the episode. And today we'll be talking all things around seven as we finally get a TLT with a few surprises. Mm. We'll assess the trade and sales for the round and go through some strategy talk. Look at a few under the radar options as well as our trades and skippers for this week. So the Thursday night game, we have the Dolphins against Souths. For the Dolphins, Jared Wallace goes out with concussion and Ray Stone will start a prop. Now, for these Dolphins, they just from a general footy sense, they just keep performing, keep impressing, no matter who's in there for them. And it's two guys that we've doubted, one in pre-season and after round one, Hammer and Isako, that just keep performing. Yep. is probably the form winger of the comp right now. Really impressive for him with the goal kicking. And sitting at 652k... With a negative break-even once again, it's just, it's ridiculous. Total points leader, no one could have picked this, but he's killing it. And the goal-kicking is what we really underestimated with him. Like, we looked at him, the psycho of old was pretty useless in terms of presenting a four. Like, he's always, always had a big upside. But I think that goal-kicking and the Dolphins look like they're going to be able to, like, be competitive and score tries in games. Like, we've really underestimated this four that he's going to have and that he can, he has the potential with the goal-kicking to score massive tons. And he's done that, like, so far. So, look, I wouldn't be rushing to buy any of these guys, but kudos to those that had them already. Yep. And, yeah, you know, you're, you're very far ahead. I'm surprised how much Osako's owned at 25%. Well, he was the most popular buy after round one, round but one, I think yeah. we all thought that was a reach there. Most people didn't trade round one. He was originally priced at about 390k, wasn't he? It's just yep. crazy where he's ended up now, and it's ended up being about 400k that he's gained. Mm. Um, Looks good. But yeah, kudos to him because he's playing really great footy under Wayne. Yeah. I think he's doing wonders for his career and 
good on Isako for that turning around because a lot of people sort of he you know kicked out of the Broncos system last year, went to the Titans, didn't do anything, and coming out of nowhere. Another Dolphins player that's quite interesting, Tom Gilbert. So a ton for him on the weekend with a try and a try assist. Quite a popular option this week, about five seventy k with a low break even. Mm. I think he's a valid option moving up from Stefano Tolokamanu at front row forward. However, first of all, I'm worried during origin period if he does play for Queensland, he's not someone you want to carry through that. And I'm also worried that those attacking stats, however, he will be more likely than a lot of premium front row forward options. It's probably not going to be sustainable enough to continue scoring at this level. Yeah. Where do you sit with Gilbert? Feels like chasing to me. You know, you see he's got 106 last week. It very much feels like you're chasing points. Very good minutes, albeit. However, the PPM's not great. He had 45 in 80 just the previous week. Yeah, I don't love it. That PPM is really bad. 0.7 Zero point seven PPM round four against the Broncos too. It's it's not good. Like you're not you're probably not keeping him all year. So at the end of the day, you're using two trades on Tom Gilbert. Yeah, something I couldn't I could not justify that. Um, yeah, no, not not for me. There's just guys in front row. Other than other than Tarpany Tohu Haas, there's no one else I really want. And I think you're just wasting time with Gilbert unless you're he's BE's only what. It's 28. It's not like it's negative four or negative three or something like that. It's yep. you're not going to make that. You're not. Like you could use him as a bridge to Tohu, but, but when Tohu's, Tohu's priced about 60 exactly. more, and it's probably going to he's going to be the cheaper option come next week. Yeah, I would not be going for Tommy Gilbert. Um, yeah, no, not a chance for me. It, yeah, it's not for me either. However, there is a world where he does continue scoring pretty well, and he is a valid option, averaging you know in the mid 60s at front row. But I just don't see it personally. He's already had two tries and an assist across the first six weeks. That's pretty rare for a front rower. Yep. I don't really expect that to stay. They've also got a few troops um, in that middle, like Wallace is out again this week. He's been playing no minutes, Wallace. And, yep. and, and Gilbert's ended up playing eight. None of those guys are really big minute players. Like the SAS. SAS hasn't really played footy much in the last few years. So he'll. you'd expect these guys to eventually ramp up their minutes and... You know, 80 in the middle, Wayne probably will realise that's kind of unsustainable for a guy like Gilbert, especially if he ends up in their origin side. Yep. He'll be busted, you know what I mean? Like In the first week, he played 50, then 61, 59, 65. Like, you'll still get around that 60 mark. I just... I don't think he'll score well enough to warrant no. having him... His PPM is just not, not that good. Moving on to Souths, for them, Junior Tola is out again this time. It looks like a knee or ankle. I'm not 100% sure what it was there, and Jai Arrow will start at prop. This is interesting for anyone that has any interest in Jacob Host. I think about 330k at 2RF. Interesting option. Scored pretty well last week, negative 14 break even. Um, potential role there on the edge for Souths. I don't see it panning out well for anyone that looks at buying him. However, there is a world where he could play 60 on that edge, yep. so what do you think about that one? I quite like host. Um, the, I like that the minutes have been increasing every week. And host is a guy who has not played much footy at all in the last couple of years. He's been injury riddled. Like you wouldn't expect him to come back and play massive minutes, but he's gone twenty eight, forty, seventy four. Albeit there was an injury to 
Isaac Thompson, Isaac Thompson. on the wing sent Jed Cartwright out. So yep. that was sort of the guy that might have chewed into his back row minutes. Same with this week with Cartwright on the bench. Yeah. So I expect 55-60 from host. Yeah. Which is, you know, at 330k with a neg B. Hey, you can do a lot worse. Yep. I think he's the pick of the bunch out of these mid-range sort of downgrade options that people are looking at, like your Croakers types and um, if you're looking at Couchman and stuff like that. I think host is sort of the pick of them. But in saying that, you know... Dolphins this week, you probably play him if you need to. But Panthers, Broncos, Melbourne, you're not playing him at all in any of those. It's, yep. I'd almost rather just go for Couchman, who's pretty much bottom dollar, or even Riley Price. So, just because that spare cash is handy. In saying that, host does play 13. So you're probably forced to hold him through to there then anyway. So it's not like you're going to make heaps of money. Uh, I'm, look, you can do worse, but it's not... I don't think it's a slam dunk. Yeah, I... I'm not for it personally. However, this week there's a real lack of downgrade options and there's no option for, you know, under 400k at the moment that doesn't have a red flag to them. Mm. And I think Jacob Host is quite a talented footballer as well. He was pretty highly touted as a young kid and things things haven't really gone to plan for him so far in his career like he was supposed to be a big thing back at the Dragons. And he's, as you said, pretty injury riddled in his time with Souths. He could be a guy they might want to lock into that left edge because Cheekham and Cartwright probably aren't long-term options. My other worry for him is Jaira Prop. Is he's played that left back row spot in the past, slightly worrying there. But as you said, you can do much worse. Yeah, he's probably one of the better ones around. Um, Campbell Graham averaging eighty-four at five percent ownership, absolutely killing it. Probably the last week you can hop on. Pretty low break even for him this week at about 715k. He's an absolute gun. Um, scoring tries of fun. South's attacking down that right side much more than we've seen in the past. However, I'm worried he plays Origin. And yep. you'd hate to have him at that price through the Origin period. So I don't know if you can take the risk. No, well, yeah, I think he, he probably will with our Fox being out. Yep. It's probably him and Suali. Competing for that wing spot, and I look at Campbell Graham, and I think this one forty-five at the weekend is a little bit misleading. Yeah, for sure. Because Thompson got hurt, and he got all three of those tries are on the right wing. Yeah. Yep. Um, one well, I know there was two very late, and the the first one was pretty late as well. So I think they all may have I come think on that right wing. All on the right wing when Thompson was out, which is a bit misleading, I think. Although in saying that, if you look at his scores. For the rest of the year, they've all been really good. And like, I think as well, those tries he did score on the right wing, if he was at right centre when the ball's in his hands, yeah. he's often at least going over himself or yeah. possibly even... He's the standout the right outside back in this team at the moment. And um, yeah, 715k, depends on who you're like selling to him. Like, I just think at that price right now, if he was to play Origin, as we expect, he probably will, or he'll at least be around the squad. I wouldn't be surprised if he's 18th man. Draw's yeah. um, not great either. You can't carry him at near 800k in your centre wing through that Origin period. Yeah. However, if he was to somehow play round 13, 14, you're absolutely cheering. Mm. But you don't really get that option to wait until then because he's going to be at a very, very high price. Especially with Manu on the radar soon as well. We're going to want him for the Origin yep, period. Yeah, agree so. on that. Don't really like the buy of Campbell Graham unless you're like really, really struggling. And you want a pod, but the draw's not great either. 
Obviously, it's, the Dolphins this week. It's not the, good enough to warrant carrying him through to Origin if he does play, in my opinion. Yeah, Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne. It's just a trio that could be real bad. I'd as well at, as he's got a good floor, it's just not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd rather look at a guy like Ronaldo Mortalo, I think. Um, good scores so far this year. He just he's kind only of gets better doubles. with Nico yeah. back. Fifty k cheaper. I'd um I'd much rather look at a guy like Mortalo, just because you know. I don't like buying people after they've already scored their big game. Unless it's like when we got Kiraz earlier in the year before prices changed. in there yeah. as well. He's already priced at 700k. Yeah. It's a no from me. Yeah, no, I'm with you there too. Um, Latrell Mitchell, finally the breakout game you and all the owners have been waiting for. Is this a time where you can buy at a discount for him? I think primarily Walsh owners. But then also Turbo with a lot of question marks around him at the moment. Latrell priced about 720k. I think the break even's probably around 20 um, off the top of my head. Is this the time to buy the discount? Do you think this is a move to make? But once again, the draw's not great. For me, it's a no. Yeah, I wouldn't be buying him. I'm, I'm very happy to have hold, have held him and still have him. I think he's a nice pop, but I wouldn't be buying him with Penrith, Brisbane, Melbourne. Yeah. Pretty much Agreed. the three best defensive sides in our comp. Like, I don't, I don't see how you can... Yeah, you can really buy him at that. I'd rather be targeting someone who's got a good draw coming up. Well, we saw early in the year with the tough start they had against teams like the Roosters, Manly when they were playing better, Melbourne, like... It was 60s. Yeah, he didn't score great there, and I think he'd just be... History's going to repeat itself, and he's probably going to have some average scores in there, and I don't want to pay up for him at fullback where there's so many points available. Three of the next four at Suncorp as well. Isn't that interesting for South? That's very interesting, They go Dolphins at Suncorp, they play Vision around nine, then Magic around around ten. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, moving on, Cameron Murray. Holder's very happy with him. A couple of scores of 80. I don't think it's whether is this sustainable because we know that he does have this in him and he will keep doing this. But well, where do you sit with Murray? Because he's hard. At 700K, he's priced where he should be. It's not like he's a sell at his value. But Origin coming up, we've spoke about this before. Where do you currently sit with Cam Murray? Well, Cam Murray is keeping me up at night at the moment. He, um, I just want to hold him so bad. I think he could go 120 this week. I, I buddy, he's been in my dreams. I've been constantly thinking about, buddy, can I? How do I hold him? I've been trying so hard because a few weeks ago I said someone's got to go for Nico. That's the reality. Is there's going to be people who will have to go for Nico, and Murray was top of that list. I think for both of us, and I've. Absolutely, it's. I've been looking at Supercoach for you know eight hours over the last two days, trying to work out how I can hold in, how can I hold Murray, and you know not sacrifice pulling my team apart for Hines. And I think I've worked out a way, but it's only because I'm just so keen on holding Murray. Like his his price is only going to continue to go up. Yeah. Um, Dolphins this week, I think he could go 120. I really do. Dolphins have been conceding through the middle. I think that. Going into last week, I think I saw a stat that they were conceding the most to front rowers. I know, obviously, Murray's not a front rower, but, yeah, but middle, nonetheless. Interesting still. Yeah, and um, maybe Cookie can get some running going. It's just... See, that's not good. I I don't want to sell Murray at the moment. I will be selling him before the origin period. You can't carry him through there, I don't think. Mm. You'll be putting yourself behind. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really keen on, on holding him. I've, I've really tried to. So, I think hold if you can. But at the end of the world, you're not, you're probably not going to lose that much with the draw. I think Arrow back helps him. I think mm. 
the middle strengthens his really talented player, Jairo. So I think that's a positive for him. But on the other hand, I think he's got six games until he moves into Origin, goes to camp for the first game there. And I think in those six rounds, it wouldn't be ridiculous to say he probably gets an attacking stat in, say, two or three of those six. Yeah. And what gives me hope is these last two weeks where he's crossed over, got good attacking stats, he's only gone 88, 85. It's not great. It's not going to absolutely kill you. Like, I think it's like Haas at the moment. We sort of expect it. I'm happy to cop a 75, 80 from Haas every week. And I think if you have to move him now, it is something you can deal with. Because in games where he doesn't get the attacking stat, we're probably looking at 55 to 60 from him. And when he does, it's in the 80. So I think you can move. However, if you don't have to, hold him as long as you can. I also think we're... And this is kind of weird, but in, we're both in sort of different scenarios with Murray because you started with him. Yep. I bought him in in round two when, when obviously Munster went down and I was looking to upgrade near Coro. Yep. So maybe that's why I'm not wanting to part with him. He's just... His worst games this year have been 60s. Like, there's a... I just don't really want to part ways with that. I think he's one of the two RFs with true 130 upside. And I'm just going to be keep holding for a bit. He will be on eventually sold, but... I just don't want to do it this week. I think Murray's going to score well this week. Yep. Agreed there. Um, Cody Walker, three-round average of 96. He's really emerged as an option with a lot of people owning Adam Dewey, who's gone down with suspected ACL. They've got a 5-8 spot that they need to fill. And Cody Walker isn't the biggest upgrade, probably around 150K. Mm-hmm. Similar price to Dylan Brown. Um, I liked it last week for the reason I liked the matchup last week. However, those matchups, as we've said, with all these South players, gets hard. And I think if it affects anyone, it's Cody Walker who that draw affects the most because he needs good matchups. Yeah, well, Cody was on my radar for round 11 when he goes Tigers, Para 13, Regways, Canberra, which is usually going to be an important number. But um, the price is going to get away from me now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it will. It was last week or, or never, really, I reckon. Um, again, I just hate chasing points. You never want to be chasing points. And when he scored 132 last week, yeah, it looks good. You know, you're going to get some cash down. But it's like, you don't want to be behind on that big score. You'd rather target a guy who hasn't had his big score yet. And Dylan Brown, I think, is the obvious option there. I'd much rather be bringing in Dylan Brown and Cody Walker. Yeah, I think I've got Dylan Brown and Munster ahead of Cody by a decent margin. Yeah. Oh, it depends on the runs. But, yeah, at, at the moment... As a buy, I would much rather have well, Munster. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to him. I think he's probably number three right now in yep. all of Supercoach. Yep. So, um, definitely try to get Munster. If you can't, then then I'd, I'd still be on Dillbags over Cody. Yeah, and I don't think you have to get Munster just because round nine buy into Origin That's soon. That's a very good. Point. It's a very short term play. However, I'd still probably rather that I'd, to the short term play of Cody it, just in terms of points. If I was going to have one for five weeks, I'm going to take Munster for the next five over Cody, especially. Moving on to the Sharks-Roosters game. For the Sharks, Toby Rudolph out with the foot injury and Rose Hunt is starting a prop. Supercoach-wise, we've spoken about Nico Hines at length, but this is the probably the last week that he's going to be a really relevant topic as we'll assume he'll be just about everyone's teams following this week. Um, do you have to have him? Yep, absolutely. I think you have to have him and it's just now the dilemma is who do you captain him or clear? Yep. There's no... um. 
And I think that makes yeah. Supercoach fun, the fact that we sort of can't vice one, captain mm-hmm. one. We have to choose one each week. Yeah. Um, we'll speak about that later. But this isn't a bad matchup for him against the Roosters at home. I don't think the Sharks will win this game just due to their forward injuries at the moment. However, Hines could be quite low captaincy. And as we've seen, he doesn't have to do all that much to score points. He just accumulates probably better than anyone mm. in the game for scoring super coach points. So I don't mind it. But yeah, I agree. I think he's got to be on your side. Good matchups coming for them. And especially if somehow he's not playing Origin, you just hate to have missed out on him. He's sitting at a million <sighs> and you don't Imagine. have him and he's playing through that origin period yeah so I think you have to have him you definitely have to have him especially when obviously clear will be an origin so if Hines doesn't play then he's just the perfect backup like he's he's well he's better than clear for Supercoach so far this year you know what I mean like you just have to have him it's so it's so simple do whatever you can I mean, obviously, without selling Cleary. That's the, that's the one thing I will say. Do not sell Cleary to Irons. Well, we saw what happened a couple of weeks ago before that Warriors game when people did sell Cleary and he's gone bang, bang, massive tons. So do whatever you can around your side to have those two in your team for the next five, six weeks, and then yeah. we'll reassess come origin what we're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cameron McInnes is one that's generated a bit of interest with the likes of Finucane and Rudolph out. He's a guy I've owned in the past when he had the hooker dual position in times where he did get some good minutes. And don't get me wrong, he was all right. I remember he scored 50s, 60s. There was one time he jagged a try, scored 90. However, right now, he's sort of worked into his minutes. Um, He definitely hasn't started the season in big minutes. And for me, in the situation that everyone's in right now, he's not a big enough of a downgrade to warrant doing it. I think it's about... 80k down from Hopgood, I would not be making that move for possibly less points. Yeah. Probably very likely less points from Hopgood. Um, best case scenario, he plays 60, 65 minutes, which I probably don't think he even does, and gives you 55, 60 points. So for me, there's not enough upside in that move. Mm. Anything you want to add there with McInnes? Well, he needs massive minutes to really be an option because he's not. He's a workhorse, and he can get through work in big minutes, but he's just... He's not got that massive PPM of the big boys. Like, and he just... Uh, did not, did, if he had dual position, a hooker, interesting. Definitely. But at 2RF, it's so stacked right now. Mm. I don't... Yeah, he's not going to get the enough work radar. for me. No, no, I agree. Um, there's some interesting... Like, with, the, with these injuries in their pack, like, you could go for a Royce Hunt or Brandon Hamilton or even... Hazelton. Yeah, even Hazelton. There's but we don't know what it's gonna look like. Yeah, no, um there's no there's no point of doing it this week, right? Surely not. Well obviously there's a lot of front road dilemmas going around now and people want instant solutions for the Otoka Manu Tarpany buys. Um but It's a fine watch and wait for mine, because what if you bring in Reese Hunt and Hamonueli plays sixty minutes? And you are oh, maybe I should have gone him. Like you can't, you obviously can't trade Hunt to Hamilton. Like you, you, there's no point of doing it this week. Yep, agreed with that. Moving on to the Manly Storm game for the the Seagulls, pretty big changes. Ruben Garrick out with the concussion, and Tuomaloa Vega comes onto the wing. Played a couple of games last year. He's a pretty big body winger. Um, Josh Schuster on the extended bench, and Cooper John starts at five eight and. Sean Kepi dropped to 18th man. Aaron Woods named to... No, not start. He's coming off the bench, sorry. 
Um, first of all, Sean Kepi, that hurts me. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that have Kepi, and specifically that had Utoluk and Manu, Kepi, and Pele. Obviously, that means you do not have a second front rower this week, so that's a bit of a dilemma that we're probably going to get onto a bit later. On to Tom Trevojevic, though. Battling injury with back spasms last week. It was odd. He looked really, really uncomfortable out there. He was playing in bubble wrap almost. Hold tight to him for now until we get any more signs. Yeah, absolutely. It's Tommy Turbo. Um, there's Tigers and Titans coming up in the next next few games. Yeah. Um, if you sell him, you've got to be bringing him back in. And the BE's only 80. It's not like he's got this big 180 or something like, or 130 like Garrick. It's, I think you have to keep him. I would, uh, especially when who who are you selling him to? Luttrell. Luttrell's got a really tough draw when Tommy's gets good. Yep. What's the point? I don't know. People um people hate when their expensive players score badly, even though they've pretty much been averaging a ton yep. all year. Reading too much into it for yeah. me as well. No, um, I would not be selling Tommy Turbo. Um, Ruben Garrick obviously out this week with the concussion category one. He suffered against Penrith, scored eight points, really hurts owners. Is someone that not everyone owns around the top. So that's a big blow. Even that Penrith matchup wasn't good. However, yeah. you're probably still expecting him to. He would have 40. He would so, have 40, yeah. Um, I think, though, this week, him not playing against Melbourne might not be a bad thing. I think it's good for owners. I think it's good for owners and bad for non owners. Yep. You would have wanted to drop in price. This week, maybe he scores, you know, 60 against Melbourne. Yep. And then you bring him in against the Tigers at a discount, but now you can't do that. So we, um, I think we sort of hit the jackpot here. Because, <laughs> you know, um, we're going to be able to have him at the Tigers. He might hit his BE. Yep. The way they're going, he'll have the goal kicking. And that's a day game as well. Um, could be anything. So. Positive result. Yeah, I, I toyed around with selling Garrick as well, but I'm just not. I'm just when you've got to get him straight back in. You have to get him back in next week, so. I don't think that that's. Good value for your trades there. Yeah, he's great over Origin as well. Agreed. Yeah, probably a must. Yeah. Come him, him and Manu, and as we've talked about previously, Tohu are the three like main absolute must for that period. You're going to get hurt if you don't have any of them. So, moving on to the Storm, another one where HIA Category 1 comes into play with Nick Meany. Oh, Being yeah. out for this game, um, Cameron Munster moves to fullback and Jonah Pizet is in at 5'8". Um, I sold Nick Meany last week, and he was absolutely tearing up that Roosters side. Um, he's just a real improved footy player. Yeah, he's a guy that we sort of—he was a bit of a glue man, filling in at fullback, probably just a winger. But he's really developed into a good fullback, and it's unfortunate for him because he's probably hitting the best form of his career and yeah. solidifying himself as a you know top ten fullback at the moment. Um, however, Cameron Munster at fullback, he's under-owned at 13% at the moment. If Cleary wasn't playing the Knights, he'd be the number one captain option by far, in my opinion. Very exciting things him playing at fullback this week. Yeah, I'm very happy we bought him a few weeks ago for that yep. Tigers game. Because yep. he works, yeah, he's, he's going to fire, I reckon. He, um, that massive was at 160 against the Titans last year at fullback. I think I had the Patrick in him. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Can you do it again? Probably, probably not. Probably go one sixty, but you know, one one ten, one twenty is not off the cards. To a manly side that's given up thirty points the last yeah. two weeks, and that could be viewed two ways. You can possibly assume that that might happen again, 
or that they're going to step up and put a bit more effort in because there were some guys that really were lazy, you'd have to say, last week defensively against Penrith for them and against Newcastle. This game will be interesting, I reckon. Yeah, um, possible big one for Munster, though. I'd be scared if I didn't have him this week. Yeah, he'd probably be my vice-captain. I'm probably going to not vice-captain or challenge vice-captain um, Munster here. I just think he could do anything. We did just look before the podcast. I, I brought up that um, if Munster goal kicks, but uh, it'll probably be Pizzette. Uh He's Queensland Cup. He had 12 attempts, and he made all 12 in 10 games. So second-choice goal kicker, I believe. But, um, yeah, he's still... I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be him. Yep. Elsewhere for the Storm, Will Warbrick, is it the time to move off him at the moment? Because he, you'd hate to sell him and he does jag a couple more tries, but it looks like he may be close to the top of his price now, about 390k. Where do you sit with Warbrick? Well, I'm holding him this week, but he's very much in the sell, sell pile at the moment. Um, this week, Manly, he'll be running at that Vega, who yep. is a new, that's a new edge. Um, you'll have it. Parker's pretty good defensive centre. Uh, he wasn't last week, but <laughs> he yeah, normally is. Usually would be. And, um, but in saying that, if Schuster plays, mate, they, they could run a right on that right edge and uh, Warbrick might jag a couple. Um, I'm holding him this week because I've got other trade plans to do. But yeah, he's, he's on the chopping block. You can do it this week, you can do it next, you can do it the week after. There's no there's no rush. You shouldn't lose too much value. Yeah, probably a guy you don't take through the round nine buy with you. No. However, up until then, he's probably not a priority sell, especially with the lack of downgrade options at the moment. Yeah, especially when we've also got uh, in round nine, a lot of us already have Munster and Grant. Yeah. So you don't want to be having three players you can't play. Yep. Um... Warriors-Cowboys, the next game up for the Warriors. More changes for them. Tomorrow, Martin out and possibly for a decent period of time. And Wade Egan, once again, with concussion, starting to get a bit of a worry for him. The next one could Mm. spell some decent time on the sideline. This leaves Dylan Walker at 5'8", which is interesting. Position he probably hasn't played for a while since early days at Manly for him. And Freddie Lussie comes into hooker. Tohu Harris also named to start at lock. For the Warriors, Chance Nickel Clockstar, 459k with a negative 22 break even. Interesting prospect. Already gained about 130k, however, there's probably just as much in him, if not more, again. So I like the look of Chance. Where do you sit with him? Yeah, uh, 71 average at fullback in non injury games so far this year. Looks really good. The draw is not good. The draw is pretty bad. Um, been saying that he. Looks like he's going to get like 40 in hit-ups, which is elite for, for a fullback. He's going to get tackle busts. There's going to be, you know, tries his tries. He's always going to be backing up. I really, really like him. He may even be in my trade plans for later. Yep. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he's great for people who held, and I don't think it's too late. My only worry here, as you just stated, the draw isn't great for them moving forward. However, they've been pretty good so far this good year. Side. I just worry, coming off the Newcastle loss, losing a couple important members of their spine who've been in great form to start the year, I don't want to say things will get clunkier because Dylan Walker, he's had history at 5'8". He can play there and Freddie Lussick can't provide what Wade Egan can. However, I think there's just slight worry that they might come back down to earth and the attacking upside for Chance might drop a bit. However, the fall looks very good for him. Yeah. And at 450k, there's still value there. 
yeah, I think he should still make 150, almost 200k. So I'm 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 more than happy to buy him this week. Yep. For Jackson Ford, last week looked like it was going to be quite a poor score for him. However, a try late secured a few more weeks in all of our teams. Hopefully, you can ooze out a bit more cash coming off the back of that score of 70. Where do you sit with Ford? Because he's probably not going to be an issue in our teams for a while. As we said, he'll provide us with a solid floor of 40 to 50 weekly. Not a bad play in teams. However, he's definitely not a guy we're looking to hold on to for too long. Uh, I think I will be because he plays 13. And we've we've talked yeah, about moving before. off after that buy period though. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. He's definitely not keeper. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah. There's no need to trade him out. I don't reckon. Um, I'm going to be holding him 13. Um, he does have a, he, he, as we've talked about before. The Warriors only have one buy in that uh, 13 to 20 period, and it's uh, around 16. I, I'm probably going to hold him until around 22 when they have their they eventually have a bye. Yeah. Like, their schedule is really good for them. They do have the bye in round 12 leading into the uh, origin period, but that's, you know... Not worrying. It's fine. I'll, have, I'll be able to cover that. Um, yeah, hopefully he can hold value. The only worry is if he gets, like, a HIA, he gets a six, and we have to, you know, he's going to leak cash. Yep. But I just don't see him leaking cash. He's not... He doesn't seem like a volatile scorer. Yep. Even if he might get might get a couple back-to-back 40s, he, he might score a 60 the next week, and he'll hold value. So... I'm not overly worried. I'm happy to hold him, hold him, hold him. Won't play him every week. Didn't play him last week. Wish I did. Yep. But, Same uh, here. <laughs> bloody AKP. Um, anyway, yeah, Ford's fine. I, I I really like him as a player. I think he he he's one of the better tacklers in our comp at the moment. I've yeah, seen him have try savers, one on ones, like looking really good. No, um, I worry tomorrow Martin. I thought was really good for him. Yeah. So that's that's. I also don't fun. think Walker. I think there's a chance he doesn't play five eight this week. Volkman's in the twenty jersey. I think there's a chance Volkman, Volkman comes in. I just possibly. I don't see the upside of having Walker at six. To be honest, well, they've done so well with Walker and Devon coming through the middle off the bench. That's been their main thing. So yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Move on to the Cowboys side. Um, Griffin Neem out with a throat injury for them. Yeah, three Possible months or few something. Months yeah. on the sideline, but the return of Jeremiah Nanai as well as Murray Talungi. So a couple of their attacking weapons coming back, we should see some more points in them because things just aren't going quite right for them at the moment. And their number one attacking weapon, Val Holmes, I think we can all agree that he hasn't been used very effectively by them all year to this point. And we saw against the Dolphins, once he started to get some ball, some opportunity, he looked that dangerous. As a non-owner, is it worrying that he might start to get used more over the next month or so before going into Origin? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a worry, but it's. I still think he's upside's capped. I said it when I sold him. I think he's upside's capped in this team. They're not. I just don't think they're playing that well. They no, will warm definitely into not. it, but uh, he'll, that will probably turn up from now until thirteen. But I still think I made the right decision in selling him. Yep. And last week, owners got absolutely bailed out. It, it actually kind of made me angry because you had people on Twitter, Discord going. Sell Val. Val. Val's gone next week. Val gone. Val, Val's, Val's sold immediately as soon as the lockout opens. There's two plays. And then two plays. To try and get then to try made and one then... about four, five yep. tackle busts. With I don't break. know if there was a line break I think too. he got the line break. But, um, two plays changes everyone's mind very quickly. Yeah. And if those two plays didn't happen, everyone would have sold him. So uh, I, I'm not fast. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking to buy him. And I'm not looking like... I wouldn't be selling him if I still had him, I don't think. 
yeah, but yeah, agreed. I think you think you think you got to hold for the. If you've still got him now. They have a good couple matchups coming up. In, I'll just get it up. Val. I think the Tigers are coming up. I think it's Tigers Dragons in like eleven and twelve or something like that. Yeah, eleven, twelve, Dragons, Tigers. And then I think you can probably hop off. You have to hold him for that. But yeah, hold until Origin now. Yeah. No need to sell him if you still have him. Moving on to the Knights Panthers for the Knights, Jaden Braley out with a knee injury, probably ACL, I believe for him. Phoenix Crossland. Twice he's had that, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Same with Dewey. Two guys continually getting these long-term injuries. It really sucks. He plays good footy too, Braley. That's sad. Well, Crossland in at hooker and Gamble back in at 5'8". So it affects the, affects the team, I guess, because Crossland, he's not a bad nine. However, he just hasn't had that much footy there coming up as a he's half. He's a half. He, he, play, he played really well last week. Right? Yeah, he did. He looked very good in 5'8 spot. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of interest around him at hooker. However, I don't really... See that he's got five eight halfback jewels, I believe. Yeah, no, you can't cog up one of those positions. Yeah, there's no point. No, not a chance. Um, if he had a hooker, then fair enough. Especially those guys looking at Sonny. Maybe if people have a uh, Tanner Boyd at halfback still, and they can do, um, get instead of Sonny Luke, get Phoenix Crosland or something like that. Yeah. I st- Still don't think I really like that. But and you're like, still using up a halfback slot that's just, behind or Cleary, so... Yeah, no, it's not, not for me. me. Yeah. Um, no good. No good on, on um, Finish Crossman. But, like, I guess you can do worse. He probably won't... What, what sort of minutes do you really expect? 55? Yeah, he's not going to go near 60-plus, so... It's almost AE nightmare territory. Because at least with Sonny Luke, we know he's going to get an attack in that Penrith team. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, probably wouldn't bring him in Finish Crossman. Um, Greg Marju, probably... Not the most popular by last week. I think second, Hosking was yeah. the top one, but second most popular. Another try for him. Another real good score. Double. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gun, as long as he's playing in his side. And yeah. defensively, he wasn't great, again. But I think the attack that he brought probably is enough to keep him in that side. Yeah. He was, a, he was ahead in the preseason as well. He only had a, he had a little niggle before um, round one and... Well, I think he's locked in. I, as long as they're winning footy games, they competed against Manly, got the draw, beat an informed Warriors side. As long as they're having reasonable success, he's not going to be looked at as the scapegoat. We expect a Penrith beat down here, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Knights really give it to him. Is that? Yeah. Is that? Could it's put in up Newcastle. a fight. It's in Newcastle. People don't understand. Like, last week in Newcastle, they looked really good. Yep. Like, um... Obviously, no one's underestimating the Panthers. The Panthers are probably still in 20-plus. But, you know, the Knights might be able to score a trial because I'm worried about Marju in terms of, you know, he might get 30 here. Yeah. But he might still be able to jag one. Well, yeah, the worry is that they get blown off the park and he doesn't get enough ball to put together that base and power that we've seen from him and he does score 30. However, if they can get in somewhat a grind, either way, he's probably unlikely to score... A try. I'm not sure. If he can get in the grind with them, then he probably will still get his 50 in base and power. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 45 would be nice. 50, like with a potential try, like that's awesome. That's, yep. that's all. That's all you get Marju for. Next week, though, Ponga might be back. That's yes, gonna be... that that <laughs> that, that makes, makes him... him a lot more interesting. And oh, that yeah. also affects this next guy, Lockie Miller, who right now he's more than on track to finish a top five centre wing. 
have a Ponga back possibly next week, maybe the week after soon, it could affect Miller because we saw early in the year, well, in the first game against the Warriors, Ponga was everywhere. And it was almost like Ponga was playing as a fullback in attack. Yeah. So even if he does come back at 5'8", it just affects Miller's opportunity of being the guy making the last pass for those assists that he's got the last few weeks. However, there's no need to worry now. Mm. If he doesn't do well against Penrith and Ponga is named the next week, then you can start to look. But right now, he's on track to be one of the best. He's been incredible, Miller. Absolutely incredible. Basically, he's gone 98, 103, 95, 70, 70, his last four. Wow. That's about as good as it gets in the centres at the moment. Um, yep. Just keep riding it out. Yep. There's, no, there's no, no need to try to move him on. Um, I'm worried when he gets a low score that he might start to lose some money. But at the end of the day, he's made 200k. Like I guess there's an opportunity to get ahead of the game and move now before the Penrith matchup. Not when he's scoring the way he did, especially with the goal-kicking still. And he does have a very good four. Yeah. Tackle bust metres. So. He's a freak. For those who are on him, well done, because he's absolutely killing it. For the Panthers, they've got the same 17 that they ran out with last week, but Luke Garner and Liam Martin on the extended. I don't think we'll see either of them come into this one. If so, I don't think it affects Hosking. No, Hosking's fine. He's been one of their best. That's what he is now. No Mm. worry there. Um, Anyone who doesn't know Nathan Cleary, fuck, you've been burnt. (sighs) It was always crazy, and it's just been proven crazy because, as we said, when everyone was thinking about selling him, we said he can go bang, bang at any time and score those tons, and we compared it to last year where the same thing happened. He went Broncos massive, Raiders massive, and the same thing's happened this year. Ton last week against the Raiders in a blowout, and then 150 this week, and this is why I sort of was so keen on Cleary captain last week. Obviously, you did well with Luttrell. But once we've, I looked through his scores. If he goes big with a ton, which he often does, obviously, he, he often backs it, backs it up with another big one. And yet, you would be hurting if you didn't have him. I don't know how you could have sold him. Like, the guy is the best player in the world, really, at the moment. He, yep. um, yeah, no doubt about that. I think in the best team is what people don't understand. He's getting, he's goal kicking for the best team. Yeah, he started off a bit slow, but Penrith in general did. They really find him finding it now um, if you didn't jump on if it's, you, you have to buy him now like yeah I can't believe how you wouldn't own him anyway or just you cut your losses look you're going to be behind you just got to try to focus on the buys now get him in so you don't fall further behind yeah um, funny though the best the team of the week didn't own Cleary Cleary was the highest uh, the second highest scoring player of the week behind Edwards, but the team of the week didn't own him. They had Moses. And when I was watching that game, I sort of thought, it's probably a guy with Moses. Well, as Moses was killing it, I'm like, oh, he might go biggest in the in the, in the, uh, in the, in the round this week. And it's it, exactly what happened. Moses, 102. This guy had Walker, 132. Asako, Hammer. He had Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards is probably the big one. Probably yeah. no one owns him. Yeah, no one would have had Dylan Edwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair um, enough. That's it. I can't... I just got... Like, was really surprised to see that, you know what I mean? Mm. Like when, when the high, the second highest player in, in the round, Cleary, who's almost fifty percent owned, isn't even in the team of the week. On Dylan Edwards, is he an option? Oh, no, not really. Um, oh, maybe, maybe carry through Origin. Um, he'd do worse. He just he he just doesn't gonna, play thirteen. Yeah, he's going to score fifties sometimes. Like, it's, 
Not ideal. He does look more involved in their attack. Yeah. Which obviously he's going to, coming off a four-try performance. Obviously, that's, that's going to be the... result of the left edge not having any real fluidity over there. It's been all right, right side dominant. And Edwards chimes in a lot more on there. I've seen chat that he's sweeping both sides now, and I don't think that's really as no, much he's the still, case. He's still popping up on the right He's edge. always been a right side dominant fullback, and it's more that just the left side, as you said, isn't flowing as it has in the past. And he probably just looks a bit better for that himself. You, you can do worse. I've owned Dylan Edwards in the past a few years ago, sort of having fun at the end of the year trying to go with a left-field play and you're probably not going to get the big performances out of him that chasing you could get elsewhere well. at fullback. Yeah, yeah, majorly chasing points. Probably the best example. Yeah. Um, moving on, Titans-Broncos. For the Titans, Toby Sexton is out following um, a great performance from here, I guess. Game-winning try. Bit rough, but... Kieran Foran's back in, so he's got to make way. There's a real clogging in that spine, even with Brimo out. Um, Dave Fafita, 76 in base and power. Could have been more with attacking stats that were oh so close. He's getting close to a must-have. Oh, yeah. He's, he gets me so excited, Dave Fafita. <laughs> I've got so lucky like riding no without player. him at the moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. He oh. looks so good, and because he's been in the past been such a guy that ups and downs, he's not reliable, and right now he's so reliable, if he cracks a double one week, he could kill me, and I'm just like, I'm walking on very thin ice every single week not owning this bloke, and I've just had too many problems each week that I've been able to get him in, now it's awkward with Origin looming, he's probably going to be involved in that setup you'd have to assume, so it's hard to buy him in a couple weeks time, he's killing it. Yeah, he's already played his bye, which is great as well. Um, Fafita is he gets his left hand man back as well. Um, Kieran Foran, and can Kieran Foran play bloody eighty minutes for once, please? Because him, he looks Fafita looks so likely, and so does AKP with Foran inside him. But Foran just can't get through a, a footy game. So hopefully you can get through this one. I mean, it's, it's against the Broncos, so I mean I'm not playing AKP, and like I'm not. Thinking. I'm not expecting 120 from Fafita, but like, he just looks more likely to four in there. He, he yep. knows when to give him the ball. It's the first first half he's had that actually knows when to give him the ball. So, yeah, um, I just hope he can burn the non-owners for once. Because yep. he's been really good that you want to own him, but he hasn't been amazing that you have to own him. He hasn't killed me yet, but it's, it's very close. And oh, I yeah. hate not having him. I wish I could do something to get him in, but... There's just really no way at the moment for myself. Um, Campiera, I've been a lot more hesitant with playing him than you have. It's worked for you. Yep. Got Coming the off the ton, it's also <laughs> hurt you a bit. Where do you sit with him and his future in our sides? Do you I, think Do you think his time will come in a week? Uh, no. So I'm um I'm probably in the minority here. I sort of like his upside. If this Titans team look like they're going to be able to score points, you know, especially when they get Brimo back. Um. I quite like him as the sort of guy I might I might hold until I can flip him to a really good round thirteen guy. Yep. So like play on match up. Yeah. It's probably not the worst. And I'll, I'll be holding him probably into, until the origin period because he doesn't play thirteen. Moving him on to maybe Alex Johnston. But after this week, moving into the Dolphins, Manly, Para, Newcastle, Dogs. He's playing most of those. Yeah, you could take a pretty decent chance that he will score a few tries. Yeah. In that run, 
he's not a bad one to just hold on to. Yeah. If, uh, if only if he's got a massive break even because he goes. If he goes low this week, ten again this the week, then you've yeah. probably got to. However, if you can, he could be handy through that period. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um, I quite like him, to be honest. No, a lot of people don't. I would not be. I've seen a few people float around AKP to Dunster this week. Don't, don't do that. There's yeah. no need. There's absolutely that is one of the most silly trades I've heard about. To be honest, just just don't do that. Yep. I'd only be tempted if he's maxed out and you can mm. move him to a gun for yeah. not much difference in price. For the Broncos, um, Tom Flegler out and Corey Jensen will start in the front row for them. Um, Reese Walsh, really close to a huge score this week. Scored 80 without doing too much. There was a point where he passed the ball over the line. Could have been a big one, probably should have been a big one for him, but this whole Broncos side didn't really perform, and if they had have had more opportunity, he probably could have gone 150 in this game. Yeah. But he's just not slowing down. He's one of the form players in the NRL, if not the form he, I player. I think he is. I think he's the, he's the form player of the comp right now. So just keep riding it. Keep riding him because he's not slowing down. They do have a few real tough games coming up. So if he was to start going lower, you can look to sell soon. However, he's probably... The front runner for Dalian at the moment. I think Harry Grant's leading and he's not far behind with like Payne Haas. Just keep riding it as long as he can. If he doesn't play Origin, Welsh, he's probably a must for 13. Yeah. Um, against the Warriors. There's probably a decent chance that he I doesn't he as well. Will. Oh, you reckon? You reckon doesn't. there's a chance? Oh, okay. Oh, I was thinking Pong is just going to take it easy, not get picked. Walsh has been a... Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's a lot of speculation because we haven't even seen Pong yet. That's true. Pong also, is still the front runner right now, though. He is playing, playing six though. Like I know, obviously, he can still play fullback in Origin, but I think Billy, Billy be wild not to pick Welsh. Anyway, um, that's for later on. Yep. Because I don't think, have to worry. About I, that I still think yet. he's a sell before then. Um, this South Manly Melbourne Penrith run is not that's does not read well. Yep. But yeah, next two weeks you can probably you can captain him against the Titans this week if you wanted to like um. He's, he's, he's a gun. He looks amazing. The funny thing is, though, I'm ex- with Walsh, yeah, I expect him to get lots of attacking stats and low BNP. This week was the opposite. Yeah. One try assist. Got some work. 30 in hit-ups, 20 tackle busts. Yep. Ridiculous. Uh, if, if they had have had the opportunity and they had have actually turned up, he could have gone 150 in this one. Massively, yeah. I'm, I was just shocked to, to see those numbers and like, wow. I didn't captain him, but... If I had it, I would have been fuming because this could have been huge. Um, yeah. Moving on to the team that got the better of the Broncos, the Raiders up against the Dragons this week. For them, Geordie Rappen is out after that. Scary knock to the head. And Nick Kotrick is on his wing. And we see the return of Jack White and Joey Tarpanay. Troops back for them. Tarpanay, it sucks that he's going to miss two out of three games, including last week, plays this one and then misses next week. However, there's nothing you can do now. Mm. Birth of a child last week. He's not hurt. Like, no, yeah. Probably um, good the week off for him. Probably good for him. Yeah, because this is probably about the time of the year that we want him to start ramping those minutes and work rate up. And it's starting to get colder, especially in Canberra. <laughs> so, tough, mate, don't worry about him. It's no. going to be tough for owners to cover him next week. However, do what you have to do. You're not selling him in that buyer. But that sucks, I guess, that he's going to miss two out of three games. But I think it'll only be 
good things for him workload wise. Now, when we bought him, we expect we both were basically buying him. We're gonna hold him all year. Yeah. Unless he gets hurt long term, he's gonna be my side all year. Yeah. And like I, I, I nothing. I've never considered trading him out. Hudson Young, one we spoke about last week, followed up with sixty in base and power. This is really promising for me because he's a guy that is a try scoring back row as we spoke about. Um, if he's putting out sixty in base and power, fuck, that's that's really intriguing. Mm, yeah, massively in all our ARs for thirteen. Um, probably not the like most amazing upside, but it's, like, just, it's just at one percent. It's interesting. It's a great pod. He 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 can score one twenty. Yep. Yeah, and, very much so. Um, you know that can define your week. A pod like Hudson Young, yeah, definitely one I'm going to look at. Yep. Just depends um, on the timing and the prices and stuff. Yeah, probably not quite yet. Yeah. Jared Croker scored 40 on the weekend. 16 of those points were from goals. Is he a viable downgrade option? Because I think if you were interested, you're still best to wait a week. Yeah, not this week. I, I couldn't buy him this week. with the, Especially Savage is back in Rezies. Although playing on the wing, there's a bit to read into there. Well, the, the way that probably goes is Savage goes back to fullback first grade. And Chris could go back into the centres. Yeah, and anyway, there's so that's many the options. the most likely um, way it folds yeah. out if he is to drop out of the side, so... Yeah, he's just... I wouldn't be looking at him, um, especially not this week. Next, it's not to say he comes out against 80 this week, maybe we can consider it next, but there's, unless you absolutely need to get a centre wing cheapie, I, 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 you could do worse, but like... Still a lot of... It's clogging up a spot. I, I, I wouldn't want him. Yeah. Ugly. Um, for the Dragons, Molo and Ravalawa out. Zane Musgrove to start in the front row. For Tyler Sloan, owners another 15 for him. And this is just what we worried about. He's got such a low floor. Even in games that he plays great, he can still score 40, 50 somehow. So, as expected here. Yeah, it just kills you cash down. The guy in first has him, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he'd probably still make money. It's just... I couldn't like buy him or anything. Like he, he's not a, he's not a downgrade option in my opinion. When he can score fifteens and tens, which yep. has in the last few weeks. Toby Catchman, um, interesting downgrade option this week. I think he's got potential to come off the bench in the middle and play forty five minutes just in that one stint. Um, good young footballer. However, it probably just lacks upside. I guess there's probably not much you're going to get out of him and. Possibly 100, 150k if he can hold this role that he played last week, but I worry. Yeah, oh, Molo's out for three weeks, I think. So, you know, you can do a lot worse than Catchman. I think it's the safest. I think he's me. the pick of the bunch. I think he is the pick of the bunch of those really, uh, the 250k type guys. Yeah, I think I agree. I think he's the safest one, and he's probably the first I go to. Whoever, yeah. there's play. Well, I'm going Trista over him, but that's because most people already own Trista, so. And Schuster's a lot more upside to yeah. that move, so... Couchman, you're probably hoping you know what you're going to get. Mm. But yeah, as we said, probably the pick of the bunch there at that low price. Final game of the round, Eels versus the Dogs for Para. They've got the same 17. Um, first of all, Bryce Cartwright, he just keeps kicking on. Another try off a kick. Owners have been blessed there. A lot missed him. We've just been real unlucky with Cartwright. Yeah. Oh, well. This is what probably... It's okay. It happened. Yeah. He was always going to be a pretty solid option. Just, it more sucks that Dury didn't kick off, but... Yeah. 
What are we down? 100k? Yeah, it doesn't 50, hurt too much. 60, 80 points. So like it's, it's all right. Um, you can make that up. Jermaine Hopgood. 40-odd. What did he play? About 50 minutes. He came on around the 25-minute mark and came off just around 70. With Junior Paul out is the big thing. Junior Paul did not play last week. I think we're safe to sell. Yeah. Um, how you do it and what you do with him... Is very team dependent, but I think the biggest way with the Hopgood sell was last week. What if his role doesn't really change at all off the bench, and you still do get good output from him with attacking upside? And when a player's that highly owned, there's just if you were to jump off and they continue to average that high, you've stuffed up. But I think we're safe to sell now because I think the attacking stats aren't going to be what we saw early. And the role is going to decrease. Safe to sell, but it's also a good hold considering they play the three major buys. It's yeah. just the fact that Paul is back really worries me. Like, what, what, what's his minute ceiling here? Fifty? That yeah. minute ceiling? Like, you need an injury for him to play more than fifty-five. And yeah, he'll probably his PPM good enough that he can probably still average sixty. But he's maxed out. There's we need to get Hines as the reality. Well, I need to get Hines as the reality. So he's just gone for me to Schuster. It just, it just makes sense. Um, he's a fine hold, though. I know, I know, I know a few. A lot of people are still holding, and um, can't really blame them. Yep. All things considered. For the para halves here, Mitch Moses coming off a great game against the Tigers. He scored a ton with four assists. It's probably the ceiling for him. He will be a good option come the buyers. And I tinkered with having a look at him in my team now, but there's just too low of a floor for him. Um, yeah. Anything to add with Moses? He's on my radar big time. Um, Cleary. Cleary to him, the brink of the bye. I'm, I'm really thinking about it. Um, and it's still a long way from then, yep. from, from from now until then. But, yeah, if Cleary. I've had a look at a few of the matchups and stuff like that. And if uh, It all depends on if Hines, if Hines is in origin. No, I'm definitely going to do it. For Dylan Brown, we spoke about him, and I've got a bit of a pretty unpopular take on him here. I think people are overestimating Dylan Brown's super coach potential a lot at the moment. He's averaging 64, and to start the year, I think it's fair to say he was pretty streaky. He scored a ton with a few assists. He didn't actually look that good from a general footy sense, but he just kept on getting on the end of stuff. And for how sort of lucky he got in those first few weeks following that Melbourne game where they struggled as a whole, I don't know if he can average much more than he is at the moment. He'll have good weeks, and he probably will still be in my team, but I just think when people are sort of taking him over Munster right now, I don't think he's as good as people are yeah. suggesting. Yeah. However, as I said, I think he will end up in my side because he is the second best option at 5'8", but I think there's a pretty decent gap between him and Munster. Not a bad take. Yeah, I agree with that. There is a gap between him and Munster, but I still think he's a standout number two. Um, it all depend on the timing and prices, as I keep saying, on which between him and Cody I end up with for the buy. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's no. I, I quite like I quite like Dylan Brown. I can't. I disagree to that. That I think he's still a really good option. But um, I think he will. I think he probably will still still score better than what he is right now. But um, yeah, there's a big gap between him and Monster. It's it's massive. And I just I think a lot of people were saying, oh, trying to get ahead of the pack and get Dylan Brown early. And I just don't think... If that was... You were trying to zag 
somewhere and make a different move. I don't think that was a smart play. He's not a guy I'm doing that for. Yeah. Like, I'd almost rather have taken a shot on Joey Manu with 150 break-even last week at fullback than gone for Dylan Brown. Have, as I said, he will end up in my team at some stage. Yeah. And I just think there's a lot... The expectation's too high for him. Yeah, I think the right. captaincy for him, I didn't like that either against the Tigers. No, that was bold. Could have paid off, but yeah, that no, was a bit bold for me. Um, for the Dogs, Josh had a car out with the synesmosis injury and Braden Burns gets that wing spot, so we don't get a cheap centre wing. There were rumours right. around Skelton hoping that he got the spot. He didn't. It's Braden Burns. Um, Viliami Kickout was named to come back on the back row, but we've got news this morning on Wednesday that he has torn his peck at training, so he will not be returning. So Jake Preston, therefore, will be playing left edge back row, and it's yet to be known who will play on that right edge. I think we assume Raymond Fatala Mariner, who returns this week from his concussion. Yep. Probably Raymond shifts to right edge, and then um, uh, Sutton comes back into lock. Yep. That's probably the most likely outcome there. Ockenbaugh and Tavita Pankai also return for the dogs. Alamotti. Um, with the injury to Adokai, moved to the left wing, he's scoring hurt for it a lot in a blowout. Do we think we have to sell him before cash leaks? Do you in the next couple him? weeks? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I won't be selling him this week. You don't have to sell him. Um, he's, he would be on the chopping block, though. I sold him last week to... No, sell him to Marju. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, I, I think you've got to look to move him on. But he, he could come out and pump out a big score and... The poor bloke had to play on the wing last week and got and decimated. We've seen a decent fall from him. If he, I think a bad game for him at left centre is probably scoring 35. Yeah. no, he's, he's shown that he can still score pretty well. He's even playable, I reckon. Um, against power, possibly. Yeah. The, the 11 last week is very misleading. That, that, the Fox injury threw out that game completely, in my opinion. Um, that poor old, poor old Howard Moy just got. And Topany, who tried his best at centre. Yep. They just got smashed all day, and yep. they tried their guts out. I think if Alamotti goes low again this week, then yeah, sell next yeah, week. Yeah. But for now, I think you can give him one more week. You're if not you getting don't that much. Who are you selling to? Unless you're upgrading, who are you actually selling to? Dumpster, well, that's the thing. Coco. If Skelton had got that wing spot and we had a 200k centre wing, you can bank 160k. But right now, there's no one at centre wing. No, I, I yeah, I wouldn't be. Oh, it depends. If, you, if you're getting him up to someone really good. And fair, by all means, do it. But uh, I don't think people have the luxury. There's not a whole lot of value with in. the with the front row issues. Dewey, um, a lot of people need to get Heinz in. There's probably too many issues to be trading up at centre wing right now from Alamotti. Yeah. However, if you can, then that's not a bad option. Yeah. Jake Preston Simbin last week, as we mentioned, he will be moving to the left edge. If he wasn't Simbin and that game wasn't a blowout, well, even if it, the same game script, he's probably still scoring fifty. He would have scored fifty. So yeah. he made forty tackles in this game. Yeah, he, I think he's a must-hold now. Even more keeper status than before on the left edge. We saw him against the Cowboys Yeah, at left-back row. That looked time. damaging outside Burton. Scored two tries. I think you've got to hold on to him. If you sell him at this value now, I think you're crazy. Yeah, 16B, money to make. Um, could score a ton again. He's ridiculous. Preston Mania, keep it coming. Yeah, um, Jake Kiraz, low score in the blowout, even with that... Um, early assist for Avrilo, first play of the game for the Dogs, but probably don't stress here because that base and power in that game is very misleading due to us just not having the ball. He still scored 50 in a 50-point buyout. So where, where do you sit with Kiaz? Well, 
I'll talk about it. I'll, I may as well talk about it now we've finished done TLT. I am trading him out to Charles Nickel Hawkstar. And um, look, it's just... I, I've kept, I've been kept saying it the last few weeks. Someone's got to go for Hines. And, and it's more that Chance is the best option you can get. It's more that I just grade. like Chance, and he's so much better than anyone else around the un, under 460k that it's my only real... It's it's a no-brainer, really. Financially, it makes so much sense. Kiraz is maxed out. Yep. I might be able to have uh, Chance and then flip him two Kiraz in round 14. Like, um, he's, it's, it's, the prices could be very similar in a few weeks. Yep. I'm, I, I'm happy to make that move. It's the same thing when I did... Valentine Holmes to Lemieux hasn't quite eventuated, but I said they probably should score similar. fairly similar for 300, 400k less. This is the same sort of thing. Yeah. Chance 71 average at fullback so far this year. Should go close to Kiraz. What's the worst case scenario? 20 point difference, and I've freed up 300k and got Nico Hines in. I, yeah. think, it, I think it's a no brainer move for me. I don't love selling Kiraz, but it's just it's just how it works. It's this is one of those things where it's like team dependent, and that's that's what's worked for me. Yeah, that will do us for our TLT review. Moving on to some strategy talk with the Stefano buy. What do owners do with him Oof. now? It, this is very team dependent because a lot of people will have Tarpany in the buy next week, where they might need him to be cover for Tarpany next week. There's also a lot that probably own Kepi. He's probably about 20% owned and would be in a bit of a tough spot there. They might have been relying on him to cover. Utoa Kamano. So I think it's very team-dependent what you do here. If you need to hold him for another week, the break-even's not huge for him, and I don't mind holding on to him. Yeah. But his, the thing is, his value isn't that high either. You're not getting much out of downgrading him. So... If you can leave him there, I probably would. Yeah, he's been disappointing. He's been so bad. I'm um, I'm holding him just with the front row buys. So I've got I've got Tarpani, Stefano, Murdoch, Masilla, and Pele. Disgusting, right? Yep. I'm just gonna take the bullet. I'm just gonna you know take my medicine. I, I've messed up with it. And I'm just gonna over the next two weeks. I'm gonna sacrifice fifty points up there. Yep. And just roll out Murdoch, Masilla both weeks. So I'm holding Stefano this week. I toyed around with it, but it just goes me too skinny selling him. So I'll touch on my situation later, and I'll sort of my hand's been forced, but I'll touch on that in the trades and skippers part at the end. Um, origin period looming, guns to be sold, but I think the big thing here is don't rush to sell them. They've still another six weeks. Yeah, well, they're guns for a reason. They they're in Origin for a reason. They are probably going to be the best scorers between now and think. And the and the buyer, like yep. I think it just makes sense to hold most of them. Some you can sell if they've got a high BE and you know not scoring what you want them to score. Then fair enough, yep. bad draw. But um, yeah, I just keep holding them. No no rush, no rush. Maybe cash in on the cheapies first before we start selling guns. Yep, for sure, agreed there. Um, is it time to start potting up and try and make a few different moves? Because I think it just about is. Yeah, big time. Um, pods and antipods because we, we've been talking about a lot of pods. Pods, um, I'm antipod and Kiraz this week, right? Yep. Selling him. They're going to be just as valuable, you know. Um, Kiraz might go on a run where he doesn't score a try in five weeks. That would be unbelievable for me. And I'm ahead when Kiraz is so highly owned up the very top. Yep. It, it's the same thing where I can fall behind if he goes well. They, you got to pick what yeah. you want to. It's the, it's very much time. Different and where you want to stay with the pack. 
Yep. There's guys you don't anti-pod like Nico Hines right now, and Nathan Cleary like this, so obviously not guys you want to miss. Uh, we could forego Haas as an anti-pod. Maybe Haas's minutes stay low and he doesn't start. He stop offloading and whatever. You know, maybe maybe we can catch up that way. But we've got that money we're spending elsewhere. Well, at front row, as well as Haas is doing, he's averaging about fourteen more than the next best front row. And Tino, even with that fourteen average more, like it's front row is just not worth making the trade. Yeah, and guys like Ronnie AJ, we might be able to get like who are. Huge upside can score you 180 in some weeks. Like, yeah, I'm um, I'm just thinking, yeah, there's, there's, it is the time. Time start, time start looking at pods, and then we, 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 we get into it next week. Yep. Finally, the value of a dual position player. It's important, and I've really learnt this in this round with Kepi being out, and I've got a bit of a front row dilemma. I just wish that. I could find a different way to fix my front row without having to sell a front rower. Yeah. It just opens up so many options. I, I've written Connolly Wilmell down there. He obviously hasn't been scoring amazing. He's been scoring all right. I'm so happy to have him just because of his, his duel. Like, it's yep. so, so handy. I'm going to be able to flip these center wings as they come up to two RFs, the two RFs to center wings. It's just it's just handy to have. I really like it. Like, I'm going to be able to do, like, when Murray's done, I can sell him to a center wing. Like, and then I've also got Murdoch Masilla in front row who I can if I want to sell it to RF I can buy front row like it's just I, I rave about it I'm obviously not buying dual nuffs but if it's there's two sort of differentiators when I'm looking at like a 50-50 between two players and it's if they play the first buy at the moment and then also dual position dual position it, it can be the differentiator and it's really handy obviously you don't need everyone to be dual but like just one or two Especially with the like, they're so scarce this year. Yeah. Every year we normally have center wing two RFs that are handy, but they're so scarce this year. Yeah. Like a guy like Jack Bird is one I'm really, really looking at for later. It adds a lot of value. It does. It it genuinely does, and it it it, it opens up avenues for points and cash down. So I'm yep. I really like duels. Yep. Moving on to our pod segment. Um. Who are the three guys we're looking at this week at low ownership that possibly could be considered right now? First one we got down, as you mentioned before, Ronnie Mortalo at 3.7%. Yeah. Very low. Mm. Um, ceiling on him too. Someone that low owned. Still expensive. Yeah, still expensive. However, at that ownership, you could be getting... Points that a lot of people aren't receiving there. Where do you sit with him? As you've already spoke about him. Yeah, um, I'm I'm all for him. He so I've looked at the Sharks and um, they have a really good draw from about round fifteen onwards, and he's he's right on my radar there. And he'll obviously help me in buys. They they have, um, they play sixteen and um, nineteen. Yeah. So I'll be looking at those guys. Not not yet, but yeah, later on. Yep. The final two uh, two Penrith guys that won't be playing Origin, you'd think. First one being Dylan Edwards at 3%. Different move at fullback because obviously all the fullback options at the moment, they will be playing Origin, assuming Walsh is in there. All those guys, Trell, Turbo. It's, um, it's Guffo and Edwards, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're, they're the two ones you could together. make a different move, yeah. gain points through there. Not now, but yeah, keep, keep it on your radar. 
I probably prefer Guffo to Edwards, just 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 slightly. Yep. Because Guffo is going to play all major buys and Guffo, ha- he can he can score big. We've seen it before where he 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 can he can score big and Ad- uh, Edwards obviously just came off one sixty four, but that's got to be his highest score for his career. Yep. Yeah, it will be. And it's just especially when all the guns are out, like Cleary and everything for Origin. Edwards won't, you know. He probably won't score 164 in Origin. Yeah. In the Origin, I'm not looking at him. But um, you might get 70 from him, I guess. Like he's always a pot every year, and he's always a sneaky guy. So I he always scores all right too. Yeah. Yeah. So. He's, he's he's serviceable, but you can't get him in right now when Latrell Walsh and Turbo all exist, in my opinion. And Teddy, Teddy's back this week. Back cheap. Yeah, back cheap. Oh, he's on my radar. Yeah. I know with Origin coming, he's still on my radar. Finally, Isaac Tungo at 1.8%. 56 in base and power last week. Scoring very well. Obviously, killed it against the Raiders. Possible option. I don't love it due to the high price tag. Mm. But it's an interestingly low ownership. But when you're looking at him or Campbell Graham, I'd almost rather go Targo. Yeah. This Panthers side is firing. They look awesome. Yep. So, yeah, as much stake as you can get in them, do it. Well, um, you can't get any of these Penrith backs in general for such low ownership. Yeah, 1.8 is really good. Tungo at that ownership, no one owns him. He is a guy that you could go different with it. I like it. Center wing. Yep. Finally, trades and skippers for the week. What are you doing for trades? You've already sort of given I did, yeah, I tend to do this every week where I tell everyone. Anyway, um... After, yeah, eight hours of deliberation, um, pretty much my, my brain never shut off last night. I was dreaming about stupid coaches. You know, you'll have to see that, but that's all right. Um, I've done Kiraz to Chance, which I've spruced before. Hopgood out to Schuster. Yep. Makes sense. Just freeing up cash, and then I kind of hate to admit that I actually own this guy, but yeah, Jonah Pazette up to Nico <laughs> Hines. So yeah, it just, yeah, that just makes the most sense for me. Um, Captains wise. Cleary C at the moment, potential to switch to Nico or Munster, and then Latrell VC, but Munster will be my VC if I captain Cleary. So yep. It, uh, yeah, you can go any any of them. Cleary's just going to be so highly captained that I don't want to miss out on that. Yep. You can fall behind. What about yourself? For my skippers, I will be going Munster VC, Cleary captain. I don't think I'm really going to give it any second thought unless if I just want to go against the grain and give Munster the C. What about Walsh? Um, consideration. Yeah, it, it's there, but just once again, he just has to do a lot to score well. And I the think, derby as well. I think I'm just going to back Cleary or Munster in. Yeah. Especially the kicking for Cleary, once again, just adds 20 to it every week. And I'm still in the situation where I just don't want to fall too far behind. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, I don't want to have a week where I... 50,000th best score going Clear. around. Like, I want to be just sold every week, and yeah. I don't think this is going to be a week once again where I'm going to be able to blow it out of the water. So I just want to stay with the pack again. I'm tempted to do a pod, pod C Hines because when he presents himself at less than 10% captain, it's ridiculous. So you don't see that for a guy like Nico. Yeah. It, it all depends. Um, For my trades, I've got ugly moves this week. So as I touched <laughs> on before, in my front row position, I'll have Tarpane. Otoka Manu, Kepi, and Pele. So something has to be done there. I am moving Otoka Manu to Tom Ale. 
instead of Kepi. So you'd think because assuming Kepi doesn't play the next two weeks, he's pretty useless, which I guess he is. However, that dual position allows me next week when Tarpanay's on by to be able to move the likes of Jermaine Hopgood to a Tohu Harris. So that way I can be covered next week at front row. And for Tom Arley, obviously we didn't touch on him throughout the pod. He's probably not someone on anyone's mind. Last week played 45 minutes. Yeah, um, 45 for 60. One stint through the middle from about 25 to the 55th minute of 30 minutes there and then came back on for another 15 to end the game. Interesting there, him getting two stints. And I think Dylan Walker named at six. I don't know if he's going to play there or not. If he was to, I think Tom Arley gets good minutes again. And I am just want to lock in 30 to 40 points at front row for as cheap as I can for the next couple of weeks. So he's in for me. And then obviously getting to Nico Hines, the only way I can do it with the money I have without boosting is through Cam Murray. So Cam Murray's unfortunately gone for me. Yep. But the front row dilemma, it's tough. I've looked at so many options. I looked at going up to a premium option now, but that means... I can't get to Heinz, and I, Heinz is the priority. Yeah. Not considering boosting at all? I can't leave myself with one boost, I think. Is, it, if, is that where you'd have one boost? Yeah, yeah I've okay, used fair. three, so I think I'd rather lose what... The worst case, Ale gets 20, and a guy that other people are playing a front row forward to, like a Welch, gets 60. I lose mm-hmm. 40 points there. Yeah. So I'm happy to cop that. Hopefully he does get a couple since and plays more than 40 minutes, Ale, so... It's not a pretty it's move at all, but it's, it's just what I have to do yeah. to make things work. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, hopefully just a holding week for me. I'm not expecting to blow it out of the water. Have my reserves look good? I think I've just got straightforward guys this week. I think got, like, Preston Hosking at 2RF and then Nico and Turbo. Yeah. So I don't really have any reserve dilemmas. Do you have any? You playing forward? Um, yeah, I'm going to play forward. Yeah, mine's, yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same. Murray, Hosking, Ford, Fafita, Preston in my back row all playing. So I'm kind of forced to do that with Garrick out. Um, sitting AKP, Warbrick, although I still think they, they, both of them might score all right. Yeah, I'm in mean the same boat. I can't there. risk it though. Sitting Campiero and Alamotti just I don't yep. want to take the risk. One of them probably will score a couple tries from the other, but you don't want to take that risk. Yeah, playing my boy Connolly again. Chance, Taruva, fire them all up. Um, the only one that sucks is I've got to play Murdoch, Masilla. For three weeks in a row, but that's okay. Yeah. He, he should still get thirty, hopefully. Yeah, unfortunate, but like we said, front row forwards a wasteland. Not much we can do there. That just about wraps us up for today's episode. Good luck to all for round seven. Hope we all score well and have a good week with the footy. Yeah, good luck, everyone. <laughs>